Welcome to Career Tools. Today's topic, keeping your search confidential. Here we go. Mark, we recently got an email from a listener, and this listener said, I listened to your job boards cast, which said to post a profile right. myself and my resume on eight boards. In your opinion, yeah. is this safe to do while I am currently employed? What if my company stumbles on my profile? Thanks. Yeah, I have to tell you, I read this. I'm like, oh, yeah, that's what we're in the business of doing. <laughs> Assuming that everybody who reads our, listens to our stuff is unemployed. And so we only make recommendations for people who are unemployed. I'll tell you, folks, we don't make recommendations unless we're certain that 90% of the people will be able to use it 90% of the time. Of course, it's safe. I, I don't know why people ask. In your opinion, is what you just told me to do reasonable and safe? Gosh, that's the thing that scares me is that somehow somebody might do it wrong and it'd be unsafe. I mean, we we do everything we can to reduce the edginess of our recommendations. And we don't recommend some things that we know work for certain groups because we know that that group will do it anyway. And we can't make the recommendation to everybody. We have right. to be careful. That happens in conferences all the time. Somebody asks you a question. And they say, well, I think this is a special circumstance, and, and here's why I don't agree with your normal recommendation. And your response, sometimes, most of the time it's not. Sometimes, no, nah, it's not so special. But occasionally, it's one of those special circumstances. Yeah, that is special. And yeah, there are some differences in the way you might handle it. But if we said that on air, yeah. a lot of people would get hurt. And so we don't say it. Yeah, but I would say that probably only 5% of the time do people – People want to describe why their situation is so unique. And then when they describe their situation, I'm like, that's not unique, yeah, that's not unique. at all, yeah, dude. Right. It's not. Well, and really what it boils down to, in my opinion, is they just don't – they've never done what we're recommending. And so they're uncomfortable about it. Well, unfortunately, as you go through your career, you're going to have to do a lot of things you've never done before. And if you're going to confine yourself only to those things that have worked, you'll always look like you're engaging in behaviors that somebody five years – with five years less experience than you – would use. So that's not good. Right. In this particular case, for sure, the person who wrote, wrote this email is not in a special situation and our normal advice applies. Yeah. Yeah. So we have two recommendations. The first one is, folks, you've got to change your paradigm about job searches. And secondly, we're going to recommend don't be stupid. There are just some simple things you can do to reduce your risk to keep yourself from shooting yourself in the face. But pretty much it's just a paradigm change. Right. Okay, so so what is the paradigm that folks need to change? What, what's the problem there? The frustrating part about this question about, well, can I post a profile and so on when I'm safely employed, is that it's the wrong question. What executives know is that there's no binary choice between searching and not searching. Now, look, there's actually a case in England where a guy got fired because he posted his his something on LinkedIn, he says, open to opportunities. And I, I think he's won his case in part because several other people more senior to him in the company have put on the, on the website, on, on LinkedIn, open to other opportunities. But look, the world has fundamentally changed. Sometimes people accuse us of, of, uh, of being behind the times. We're not. And we're aware of the changes that have happened in the world. And the world has fundamentally changed from the time when working on your resume was something you only did when you were searching because nobody had a resume 
except the people who were searching. I think I mentioned it recently on air. The, the person who wrote in and said, you know, I'm worried because my boss saw me working on my resume at my desk. I mean, look, and then he didn't say anything. Should I say anything to him about it? No, but Jesus, stop working on your resume <laughs> yeah. at your desk. I mean, yeah, we'll talk dumb. more about that later, right? Yeah. So the idea that therefore you, you can't be, you're not searching or you are searching is just dumb. There's a difference between saying I'm searching and I'm open to other opportunities, okay? Executives know that they're always open to other opportunities. Look, when the CFO of a Fortune 100 company is approaching by, approached by the CEO of a Fortune 50 company and asked, hey, I'd love to have lunch with you, learn more about what you're doing and, and talk about plans for the future and so on, the CFO doesn't say no. If it's a competitor CEO, fine, but that they don't do that. Right. And he doesn't worry about being founding out either, right? Yeah, he doesn't. I mean, no, it's normal. You have to maintain relationships with people in your industry, at your level, at upper levels, and in other industries as well. The CFO knows that it's up to him, not his company, to manage his career. This is one of the biggest changes that's happened in professional life in the last 30 years. When Mike and I joined the workforce, there was still a belief. It was starting to fade, but, it, but you could still get away with the belief. And it's unfortunate for people who were already 20 years into the workforce because they spent 20 years believing that their companies would take care of them. Their companies were managing their careers. Fundamentally, though, companies managing people's careers was never really true because they were managing their careers for the company. And look, we believe that companies can be incredibly ethical. One of our classmates was just uh, one of our West Point classmates was just named the new CEO of Johnson Johnson, Alex Gorsky, one of the finest companies in the history of the world. I get frustrated when people tell me, oh, big companies are bad or, oh, you know, we don't like these big institutions. They're soulless. It's a joke. It's stupid. It's just a target. And it's, often it's a target with deep pockets. I read an article recently about a, a British lord who's making a peace walk from Greece, the start of the Olympics, all the way to London in time for the 2012 Olympics. And, you know, you hear all this bad press, at least in the U.S., about how terrible McDonald's is. And there's some guy in America that's gotten – gotten famous by, by he ate McDonald's for 30 straight days and he got really fat. Well, you idiot. <laughs> McDonald's doesn't say you're supposed to eat there if you want to stay skinny. And so they, they make McDonald's out to be a terrible company. McDonald's is an incredibly well-managed, ethical, caring company that works very hard to take care of its employees and provides a fabulous service. This particular British lord said, in, in the quote in the Wall Street Journal said, I really have to hand it to McDonald's. They have cheap prices, good food, and free Wi-Fi. He says, thanks to McDonald's, I'm doing okay. I'm getting by on my 20, 20 pounds a day or whatever he has to eat. The idea that companies are bad is wrong. I mean, there, there are companies that turn out bad because there are bad people in them. But look, 50 years ago, the company was managing your career and they were managing it for the company. And that made sense. It makes more sense now for all of us. And it made more sense 50 years ago. We just didn't, hadn't figured it out yet for individuals to manage their individual career and for the companies to manage the people in the company and to include people outside the company if, in fact, that's a resource that they might need. So it's acceptable today. No one would argue, no executive, no manager, no HR person would argue that they are managing your career and you shouldn't have to worry about it. 
they understand that it's a that it's a form of a contract between you. It's a collaboration between you and the company, and you're not owned by the company. Nor does the company owe you anything special. Nor do you owe the company anything special, other than your best effort every day because you're a professional. So the CFO who's having lunch with that CEO knows it's up to him to manage his career, and there's no stigma in having lunch with a CEO or a fellow CFO who's thinking about doing something different. He could find out all sorts of things in talking to that CEO that could be useful to his company. There's no way to assume. You can't assume that he's having a discussion about his career. He's not suddenly in a search, quote unquote, because of the conversation, because of the lunch. But that doesn't mean he's not open to opportunities because he is. And anybody listening to me right now ought to be open to opportunities. I just don't understand that. Now, the lines have been blurred. And so we understand that it's not clear, but we're trying to make it as clear as we possibly can. Opportunities that are available to you about your career, about future jobs and so on are good for you to know about. You cannot know about them by saying, I'm either searching or I'm not searching. You simply have to change your paradigm and open yourself up to the opportunity that you're not looking, but you are open to other opportunities. What's the opposite of open to other opportunities? You're closed to other opportunities? That would be dumb. And look, that CFO, until he actually accepts a new role with that other company, he isn't doing anything other than discussing opportunities. The opposite of Horstman's law, interviewing law, of until you've got something, you've got nothing, is until you resign, you're not taking action, you're just talking. And that includes interviewing. It's completely reasonable to say, I'm completely happy in the job I'm in, and somebody wanted to interview me, so I interviewed. I don't have any plans to leave. You don't. You know, maybe somebody makes you an offer that just stuns you, suddenly you reconsider. Maybe you're happy where you are. I hope We hope you are. Maybe you're looking forward to promotion where you are. But if somebody says, hey, I'd like you to come talk to some people over here, they don't call it an interview, but suddenly you're talking to three different people over the course of a six-hour period, you're being interviewed whether you realize it or not. And if your boss says, were you being interviewed? Actually, no. They just called me over there to talk to me. And I think they're probably interested, but it's not something I'm seriously thinking about right now. And you don't have to seriously think about it until you get an offer. And frankly, it's none of your boss's business either. It's your career. You're managing it. Why? Because they're not, and they know they're not, and they'll admit they're not. There are some bosses in the world who want you want to eat their cake and then have it too. They want you to have to manage your career, but they want control over you because they're terrible at, at retaining people. That's not your problem. That's their problem. Okay? If you think of yourself this way, if you've changed your paradigm – to being willing to be open to other opportunities as opposed to thinking it's about searching or not searching, then being found out, you know, I'm doing air quotes right now, being found out. In fact, a friend of mine just sent me a, uh, I'm trying to think who, no, uh, Danny on our staff just sent me a bit about Joey. We've talked before about Joey speaking French and <laughs> there's a great Joey bit from friends where he, where Chandler, somebody is talking to him about something and he said, and Chandler says, well, you know, and then Chandler makes air quotes with his fingers, two, his, you know, two fingers on each hand. And Joey says, well, okay, before I answer, I have to tell you something. I don't know what that means. <laughs> People make air quotes. It's funny. So right now, folks, I'm making air quotes when I say being found out. Okay. If you think of yourself as someone who is open to opportunities, which holy Toledo, you have to be, it's the, it's the nature of being intelligent to be open to other opportunities. And you don't define yourself as searching or not searching because that's an old paradigm that doesn't exist. And it's an unfair paradigm for the organization or for your boss to apply to you. 
then whether your employer finds out that you're open to opportunities is irrelevant. It's not an issue. You're not being found out because you're looking for a new job. You're found being found out for being open to opportunities. And frankly, every professional as a nature of is in the nature of professionalism and as the nature of being part of a family unit where you contribute to the family's success and its future security. You need to be open to opportunities. What's funny is, is that companies hope that other people are open to opportunities. Those bosses of yours are willing to stay in touch with people they might hire, but then they suggest that you ought not to be. If you ought not to be, what does that suggest about the person they're trying to recruit away? Ought that person not to be as well? If that's the case, it's it's not a scarlet letter. It really isn't. <laughs> Look, let, let's let's be really blunt. Here's what people wonder. If your current employer asks you, hey, I saw you on LinkedIn, and it says, contact you for career opportunities. What does that mean? You can say, with a smile, you could totally say, dude, I'm always open to opportunities. And right now, all my discussions I've ever had have convinced me this is the best opportunity for me right now. Awesome. Or you could say, hey, look, I'm proactive about my career progression. Being open to discover, discovering or discussing other opportunities is just part of that. I'm not looking. I'm not searching. I'm happy here. Or you could say, look, it just means I'm willing to have conversations about a role that might be interested to me. interesting to me. If somebody offered me double my salary and two promotions, I'd be a fool not to talk to them. So it's not like I'm going to take it. Look, I'm happy where I am. I have no plans to move in the short term. That's for dang sure. I mean, I can't imagine anybody couldn't say any of those things. And I got to tell you, if that doesn't satisfy your boss, your boss is paranoid. And he was paranoid before he saw your LinkedIn profile saying you were open to other opportunities. I haven't done a study of it, but I tell you right now that I, I think that the vast majority of people I know, they have that. That's what it says. Open opportunities. Yeah. And they're happy in their jobs, right? Yeah. I, I think to some degree, part of that is a function of the people who self-select for LinkedIn, right? And I think what happens is bosses go to LinkedIn and some of their people are on it and some people aren't. And they recognize that and they say, oh, LinkedIn's a way to find another job. And the fact is that may in fact be somewhat true, but that doesn't mean that's true for you. And that would be the same thing as your boss come over to your house and discovering that you had a, one of the files in your filing cabinet, if you were to go through it, were to say resume. I mean, look, unless your boss can guarantee you the company will never fire you, you're a fool not to have a resume and a somewhat current resume. Your boss doesn't want you to be a fool. So I just think a lot of people want to eat their cake and have it too. Look, look Wendy, Wendy says she introduced herself at the conference as the girl with the greatest job in the world. And her profile, her LinkedIn profile says, contact for career opportunities. And by the way, I'm Wendy's boss, and I know that, and I don't care. And look, I care about Wendy. Wendy's the best person I know about career advice. But folks, if somebody offered her $300,000 a year to live in the greatest place in the world, which I think used to be London for her, and now may very well be Pebble Beach, I don't know. Uh, right now, it's Texas. And she got to do the one thing she loved to do, which included books and chocolate. I would be the first person to say, if you think that opportunity is better for you, go do it. And remember that I was a person who cared about you and gave you the greatest job in the world before you got the even better greatest job in the world. I don't worry about losing people. I worry about keeping people. 
I can't control whether or not I keep them in terms of my behavior. Okay, let's take it the next step though. This person asked about postings on job boards. Is an updated resume on a job board okay? And the answer is yeah, it, it totally is. Is that different? Is that somehow different or more proactive than being on LinkedIn? No, it's not. Let me ask you a question though. Why would you be posting on a job board if you weren't looking for a job? Because you want to know what other opportunities are available. I mean, look, I have to tell you, I, I am amazed by this. Everybody gets so myopic about their own search as opposed to seeing their ability to be in the market helps them learn about the market that they, their peers, and their directs are in as well. Now, there are a lot of managers, far more than I care to admit probably on air, who have an incredible ego about the difference between themselves and their directs. Folks, generally speaking, if you think of yourself as being distinctly different than your directs, you're nuts. I'm telling you, you're nuts. They're not that much different than you. And if you think you're that much different than them, I promise you, you're not doing enough to make them better. You lord your superiority over them and it hurts you and it affects morale and it affects output and productivity and so on. But look, if you have any responsibility for recruiting, for staying in touch with people, for interviewing to hire, to having a bench, you've got to know what the market is like. Why not have an experience out there? Why not get contacted by other companies? Suppose another company, a, a competitor of yours, let's say you're in the industrial packaging industry. I have a friend who does that. And you're a vice president and you put a job request or something on a job resume on a job board and you get contacted by one of your competitors. You don't have to answer questions about plans, but there's nothing wrong with going through and getting an offer and finding out what they're offering and finding out, well, why would they offer me the VP of the East Coast unless they don't have a VP of the East Coast? And if they don't have a VP of the East Coast, I wonder if they're vulnerable on the East Coast right now because they're understaffed. And even separate from the fact that you ought to know about the market, okay, you want to know about other opportunities for yourself, of course, because you're open to considering new things because you're not myopic. It's helpful industry knowledge to know which of your competitors are hiring. You want to know because you want to develop a relationship with a couple of new recruiters and you're checking out their professionalism to see how they handle the fact that you believe you're responsible for your own search. Maybe because you're testing the experience that you're getting in the role that you're in against what's required for the next step. Maybe you'll discover that everybody else calls the roles you're, you're in something different and that will be good for you to know. Maybe it's reasonable for you to benchmark your salary and benefits. At the end of the year, you're going to sit down with your boss and your boss is going to say you're going to get 3% or 5%. Wouldn't you like to be able to say, look, I'm not going to argue. I'm not going to try to negotiate. I will tell you this. You started me 10% below the median. I got an offer last year, which I turned down uh, for $20,000 more. And I know there's internal compression there. And now you're giving me a 3% raise and that's fine. That's fine. But this is going to put me 20 to 25% below the industry in this neighborhood, in this geographical er geographic area for this role. And that makes it easier for me to look around. And I love it here. And if you think that I think you're paying me fairly, you're mistaken. I'm not going to argue with you. you. You get to decide what I'm paying, what you're, what you're paying me. But I'm not dumb. I know that other people are offering more. And that's not being rude. That's being professional. Okay. Look, you could just say, because I'm checking out job boards, because when I do want to move, I don't want to not know what I'm doing. And look, 
you could finally say, because you're a professional and professionals work on their career as well as in their career. I mean, <laughs> most people are only worried about this question because you only put your resume on a job board when you're actually looking. Well, that's the and problem. That's your, that's your mistake, folks. Do what we recommend. Keep your resume on job boards all the time and pay attention to the results. Find out which job boards are good and which jobs are not. Which job boards are not. Change your paradigm. That's the whole point of this. From I only do things like this when I'm searching to this is what professionals do to keep themselves open to other opportunities. When your boss says, I saw your resume on this job board. Are you looking for a new job? You can just say, I'm not looking for a new job. Okay? I'm not. I'm always open to opportunities. I keep my updated resume on that board so I don't rely on the timing for my next move. And the timing of my next employer happen to coincide with when I'm looking at moving. That way, I don't miss great opportunities. It's just part of the mess that I have for managing my career. Okay, It's part of what got me here, and I'm thrilled to be here. Or you could say, look, I like to be available to discuss opportunities, but I don't have any plans to move at all. Okay, Or you could say, no, I'm not looking for a new job. I keep an updated resume on job boards that I think is going to be useful in the future. You can't promise me 100% loyalty, and I know that searches that are done quickly and hastily tend to turn out poorly. You could also say, look, I, it's smart for me to keep my resume out there because I never know what opportunities I'll, I could potentially could find out about other things that our competitors are doing, and I can keep my eye on quality for me and for people in my network. That's why I'm doing it. Yeah, a lot of good answers, and it all predicated on the fact that you've changed your paradigm Yeah, and you're looking for opportunities all the time. Yeah. Simple. You said some earlier, maybe a little bit tongue in cheek, you know, don't be stupid. What are some of the things people do that are really stupid that really harm him here? Well, do you want stupid or do you want galactically stupid? <laughs> <laughs> I like galactically stupid, actually. Makes yeah. me feel better, actually. Yeah. <laughs> Look, some managers are going to be okay with you being open to new opportunities. Some insecure managers won't be. They won't believe you which is one reason for this to be your consistent behavior, not just when you're searching. So since you can't always tell what kind of manager you have or what kind of manager you're going to have, let's be smart about this or put differently, let's not be stupid. Don't create your resume on your work computer. Oh yeah, people do that. Don't print it on your work printer. Don't leave it on your desk. No, nobody would do that. <laughs> Don't copy it on the copier. I mean, really, I mean, it's a joke, right? I found your resume on the copier. I'm really like, you're kidding me, right? You're absolutely kidding me. I literally can understand it. If your resume is on your work computer, I, this person that wrote in and said, I, my boss saw it, I've always kept it on my computer so that when I have a spare minute, are you kidding me? We just did a cast about security. You don't think that somebody can do a search a global search or, you know, by division or whatever, and find all the resumes, internal resumes in the company. Folks, if you're doing your resume, your personal resume for your personal use on your company's computers, you're in violation. It's not your stuff. It's not your laptop. It's not your cell phone. <laughs> Don't put your, your personal resume on your work computer, on your work printer, or on the copier, and don't leave it on your desk. Period. End of story. Don't print job descriptions and leave them on your desk. And maybe you could get away with job description for some other job in your company, but I wouldn't do that either. Don't list 
your work phone as a, as a number on your resume or don't give your work phone out for a recruiter. And so don't have conversations with recruiters while you're at work. Go somewhere else. If, if a recruiter calls you on your cell, say, I'm sorry, I can't talk right now. I'll call you later. Or I'm sorry, I'm really busy right now. Let me call you back during lunch. I've been in recruiters offices at lunchtime and they're busy. They're on the phone talking to people because they had to go to lunch and they go to someplace different than where they normally go to lunch so they can be sure they're not going to be overheard. Don't think that people don't notice when you scurry around into the corner and, and turn your back and talk on the phone real quietly. Hiding in a corner like a little rat. <laughs> yeah. If you know, and you're, you know, your coworkers, either they're going to assume somebody's really sick, in which case if they look and go, what, what were you talking about? You're going to look guilty because you're not that good. This is dumb. Don't ask for time off for doctors and dentist appointments. First of all, it's lying. And don't take a sick day to go to interviews. That's lying too. It's amazing to me. People go to this. Lots of companies have gone to this PTO thing. Paid time, paid time off. off. Yeah. They, they say you get more paid time off than you do vacation. Well, of course, because that includes sick days and vacation days and so on. And unfortunately, it penalizes people who are sick. And then they have to create PTO banks for those people who are sick who end up burning through their vacation and so on. But guys, don't do that. Okay. If you need to come in late or if you need to take a vacation day to go interview, fine, do it. Hopefully, you work for a place. There are places you work that you don't even have to do it. You just don't come in. It happens. But look, taking it up a level away from being stupid to being smart, don't make your job search so obvious that anyone could work out what you're doing. Now, we could say be discreet, but my, in my experience, telling people to be discreet, it, it bounces off their foreheads. One ex-colleague of Wendy's created her resume on her work computer, printed it on her work printer, and then left for the day. Wendy was fascinated to discover that this person was apparently looking for a new job. The cover letter was there too. Oh, my God. Perfect. According to her resume, they weren't colleagues. This person was Wendy's manager. Oh, <laughs> That's one way to find out you have a new manager, by the way. Yes. Yeah. But but people clearly are that stupid. And that's why we're doing this cast is to keep you from shooting yourself in the face. So you need to change your paradigm about thinking about your search because it's not a search. You're just always open to new opportunities. It's the new reality of the modern world where your career is yours to manage. And then don't be stupid. Be smart about how you conduct it. If you change your paradigm to always open, this question goes away in an instant. And when you change your paradigm, you can deliver the answers we recommended with total aplomb and nobody's going to question it. Model the executives you know, always be working on your career. Awesome. Thanks, my friend. You bet, partner. And we'll see you. Thanks, everyone. Hope you enjoyed it. We'll see you back here again next week. In the meantime, have a great one. So long.